Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone. It is Monday, September 12. You're listening to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. My name is Matt Yaw, and I'm here with... Kim Hauer. Hello, Kim Hauer. And uh, hey, if you've been uh, listening to our podcast at all, you know that we're in a new season in our Victory Point Bible Reading Plan and podcast. Uh, in September, October, November, we are taking a big picture journey uh, through the big meta-narrative, the story of God from the Garden in Genesis to the Garden in Revelation. And um, we are, are moving through, kind of hitting the high points along the way, uh, include some longer passages as we get into this, and uh, incorporating some Discovery Bible study questions, which we'll get into in just a second. But uh, just a, a fresh season of our podcast and our Bible reading plan. Um, I think we're coming up on episode 500 uh, soon uh, in this Bible reading plan podcast, which is something we're celebrating um, so uh, one of the fresh things we're doing this week is I'm stepping in as a host this week and giving Kim Hauer, one of our regular hosts, uh, usually this week of the month, a chance to just be a guest again and that we can get to know um, Kim in some fresh ways. So Kim, welcome to the podcast. Obviously, you're used to sitting on this side of the table. I hope it's an enjoyable experience on that side of the table. Um, hey, you never get the chance to do this usually as a host. Can you Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Um, my guess is those who listen to the podcast regularly know who you are, um, but I'm hoping and trusting and believing that we've got some new listeners now in this fresh season who may not know who you are. Maybe they're new to Victory Point. So can you just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, your life? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am married to Dan Hauer, and I have three girls, Kylie, Kennedy, and Emma. Um, I have always worked outside the home. I did take a little sabbatical from that, um, but now I'm back into working, and I work with Dan at our business. Mm -hmm. um, he's a automotive repair shop. So Yeah, what's the name of that shop? Automotive Electronic Specialist. Very good. So, yeah, his gifting is working on cars. Mm -hmm. uh, my gifting is working in an office, and so um, it just kind of made sense as he was getting a little overwhelmed and busy, um, and I was not working. So he kind of thought that might be a good idea. I thought it might be a good idea. And yeah, it's working out well. Mm -hmm. So we enjoy working together. It's part time for me. But um, yeah, it's been a good, a good experience, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, we'll hear a little bit more about um, your involvement in Victory Point, like when we get to Wednesday's episode. But uh, tell us just uh, like, what, what do you like to do for fun, Kim? Like, like if you had a Saturday with nothing planned, what would be like the perfect Saturday for you? Yeah. So um, I have on my fun fact because most people probably know me, but I wanted to come up with something maybe new that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect segue, Matt. Oh, awesome. Um, I love this time of year. I love fall. I love it because of college football. Okay. So those who don't know us, we're big Michigan fans. Yes. Uh, we have season tickets and we enjoy going. We don't go all the time, but at least once a season. Mm -hmm. um, but just, yeah, we like sitting on the couch and watching Michigan football for sure. And then, um, of course, anybody else 
who plays against Ohio State. We like to watch that and root for the other team. That's right, Kevin Crawford, if you're listening to today's (laughs) episode. Go Blue. That's right. Yep. Um, So that I do love this time of year and doing that. Um, We enjoy boating with Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. We are fortunate to have friends who have a boat. Um, So it's not our boat. We had one a long time ago. Yeah. um, And that just became a bit too much. So God's blessed us with good friends that invite us all the time. So we enjoy Uh, just hanging out on there. I feel very blessed to have friends with boats and have been blessed to be out on a boat with you guys uh, a couple times. That's awesome. So, yeah, Yeah. we we like lazy Saturdays for sure. Love it. Well, I hope we have lots of them this fall. So um, let's let's move our attention towards today's passage in our Bible reading plan. Um, As as we work our way through the story of God from Genesis to Revelation, uh, we're really camping out in the book of Genesis, especially like all last week, Kevin and Dwight. Uh, we're in the book of Genesis. We're going to have half of our week in the book of Genesis because it's such a foundational part of the story of God. I mean, so much is it comes out of you know the, those first chapters of the Bible. And so we find ourselves today in Genesis chapter 6. And reading the whole chapter is what we're asking everyone to do. Hopefully you've had a chance to do that, listeners. If you haven't, just press pause and uh, read it and then uh, resume this podcast. But for the sake of time on the podcast, um, it's, it's a big chapter. It's probably too much to read in one episode. So we're going to zoom in on the first nine verses of Genesis chapter 6. So how about I give those a read today, and then we'll have some conversation around those. Sounds good. All right, here we go. Familiar story, the story of Noah. It says, When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and the daughters were born to them, The sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them that they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. Then the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown, The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination in the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race that I've created, and with them the animals, the birds, the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. And then it goes on, if you read the rest of chapter 6, God gives specific instructions to Noah on how to build the ark. And then God makes a covenant with Noah and his family and brings, says that he'll bring the animals to the ark when it's ready. And um, that's how chapter 6 concludes. So... Kim, as we've spent time, you know, reading chapter six in preparation, and especially these nine verses, um, what's what's at least one thing you discover or was reminded of about God and His nature and, and who He is? Yeah, I think um, what really caught my attention was in verses uh, six and seven, where it talks about um, the Lord regretted mm. that He had made human beings, um, and. And his heart was grieved mm-hmm. by, you know, what they were doing. Um, and I just thought, wow, I don't know that I've ever 
really heard those words, you know, mm-hmm. that he was regretting that he created people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, obviously, he wouldn't have said that at the beginning, you know. Yeah. But after sin came into the world, it was like, this is so horrible. You people are so evil that I even regret creating this. Uh, it just was shocking to me, I think, to to think of God in that light. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think I was struck by the same observation, you know. Um, you know, we don't, th- I, I never think of God as having feelings like that, um, but he does. And, and I guess it makes sense because if, you know, I have feelings sometimes um, where I lose patience or have regret about something. And if I'm made in the image of God and I have feelings, that must mean the one I'm created in his image has feelings. And um, so we shouldn't be surprised. God, God has deep feelings. That's what I wrote down too. I said, God feels. God loses patience. God, you know, grieves. Um, and, and our depravity, like, pushed him to a breaking point, it feels like, in this story. Like, where he's like, I'm going to start over. Like, I don't always think about God that way. I, I learned, I mean, that's what I discovered about God is, is he has emotions and he feels. Yeah. Yeah, and not always good ones and happy and yeah, joyful and dancing over us, right? Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that's kind of what brought to mind, too, is that, sure, there's times where he does. Mm-hmm. But then there's times where I think I grieve him, mm-hmm. you know, and I make him sad, which, like you said, it makes sense because we have that, right? Mm-hmm. We have that with our kids, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely love them to death. Mm-hmm. But there's times where they disappoint me. They grieve yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and so, it, you know, just kind of re- tying our personal feelings to how God also feels and saying, yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. Exactly. And I, I think along with that, um, God feels um, but God sees and God notices. Like, he, he, our sin is not hidden from him. He sees it. Uh, it bothers him. Um, it causes him to grieve. In, in, in this moment, at this, in this time, to even regret. Um, but he also notices Noah. You know, here's this one man among all this depravity that he notices. And it says he, he's righteous and he walks, and he's blameless, and he walks faithfully with God. So um, I appreciate that about God. And uh, he, he notices not just the wrong, but he notices the good. And uh, I love that about him. So, so what do we discover about us, though, about people? I mean, we kind of get into it already, but like, like what, what do we learn about ourselves and about humanity? Yeah, I think like, you had mentioned that in verse five, it mentions that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. Like everything, you know? Yeah. Only evil all the time. You know, every inclination in the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. That's a stark statement. Yeah. Yeah, Like crazy. But then like it always like I have to wrestle with that because then he said everything and everyone and always evil Mm-hmm. But yet Noah wasn't, mm-hmm. apparently. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. At least not all the time in everything he did because yeah. he was righteous and blameless. So I always have to struggle with that. Like what, I don't know, like what made Noah be righteous and blameless? Mm-hmm. I mean, it does tell us that. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just that contrast and um, 
I think sometimes we like to look at the world and say that everything is evil, which means all of us. Yeah. But I think, like for me, I have people that I know that I'm like, I don't know if there was an evil thing in that person, right? There are people that I can look at in real life mm-hmm. that I've experienced that I can say, I honestly don't know if I could find something evil. I'm sure there was sin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're not perfect, but mm-hmm. you know, there's people I know that I think, man, those people walked with God clearly because they yeah. were righteous and blameless. Yeah. Um, so I think that that there's hope, right? That I don't mm-hmm. have to be. Mm-hmm consistently and totally evil um, yeah. in all that I do. Yeah. So so I, th- I'm thinking right now, like, you know, what I wrote down as well is what we discover about people, like you're talking about, is we're fallen. I mean, in last Thursday's passage in the Bible reading plan, we, we were in Genesis 3, the fall, and um, that has implications and consequences. Um, we're a fallen, depraved humanity now, Um and, you know, but, but in the midst of that, um, th- th- there's still, like, a guy like Noah who, who somehow, even in his fallenness, is seeking to, to live God's way, you know, is seeking to live according to the way of God to the extent that he understands that because he's getting God's attention um, and, and God wants to work through him. And, and another thing I, I wrote down is... Um, my walk affects my family. Because if you keep reading in Genesis chapter 6, I mean, God notices Noah and through Noah, you know, saves Noah and his family, like his wife and his sons and their wives. Um, and that just spoke to me the, the power of, um, like, as, as a person, um, how I choose to live, you know, how I choose to orient my life has implications not just for me, but for my family. They benefited from Noah's righteousness. And um, that, that just encourages me and convicts me, like, um, are my children um, benefiting, you know, from the way I'm trying to live? Like, or am I living the opposite of that? Like, like how we live matters, I guess, is, is, is what I'm picking up, you know, from, from this story today. How we live matters. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, um, you know, as we think about like, you know, this is just a couple verses from Genesis chapter six, but uh, it's God's word. It's God's word to us today. And we have the Holy Spirit in us um, revealing truth to us. Like so as, as, as we spend time in Genesis chapter six today, uh, what's one thing maybe we can take forward um, and that maybe listeners can take forward into their day that would be a word of, of application? You know, is, there, is there something we need to change our thinking on or our, our believing on um, or uh, an action step we can take in response to taking the word of God and putting it into practice today? Anything come to mind as you reflected on that question? Yeah, I think, um, like I said, the, you see the depravity, but then you also see the hope in mm. that. Noah was found to be righteous and blameless. Um, And it is in verse 9 where it wraps it up and says, Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just the hope that we can live righteous and blameless lives, there is that possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And how he did that 
was by walking faithfully with God. Yes. You know, when God asked him to build the ark, right, later on, like, he just obeyed. Yes. And God must have known that about Noah, that yes. he was just going to obey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, like, to me, that's the challenge, like, to walk consistently and faithfully with mm-hmm. God, you mm-hmm. know, and being willing to be used. Yeah. I wrote the similar thing. I want to live in such a way that God notices me for the right reasons. You yeah. know, that's how I want to live today. And, and he's, and, and you, you'll see it in this story and in the stories to come, I think, this week. Um, there's so many pictures in, in the story of God pointing to the story of Jesus. You know, where God um, invites Noah and his family to enter this ark and protects them from death. You know, how, how Jesus ultimately becomes the ark you know, in which we find refuge and salvation from from death. So um, while God is a God of justice, he's also a God of, of salvation and of mercy. And uh, I think we s- begin to see these pictures already in the, in, in the Genesis story. So looking forward to seeing what we discover tomorrow and next in our journey. So thanks for listen us to, listening to us today, everybody. Um, hope you join us tomorrow as uh, we take a peek at Genesis chapter 22. See you then. See ya. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.